It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the show, the Thursday, October 7th edition of the Heartland at Noon, brought to you by Purposed Financial and Heritage Insurance, working together to serve you better. Coming up today, two people are being treated in hospital after a terrible house fire on the 10 block of Caribou Street West. The call to the Moose Jaw Fire Department was made around 1.30 this morning. The investigation is on today, the cause at this time undetermined. Stay tuned for more from Fire Chief Rod Montgomery. Moose Jaw Crime Stoppers asking for your help to catch the person or people responsible for starting a number of fires around town over the past several days. The chief will comment on that. COVID-19. Premier Scott Moe addressing the province this morning will share some of what he had to say and the latest numbers. Local by-election to decide the next mayor of Moose Jaw coming up November 3rd. Today, we feature Clive Tolley, one of the nine candidates. And live music tonight at the May Wilson Theatre, Moose Jaw Cultural Centre. Tickets are available for you to see J.J. Voss and his damn good band on stage tonight. We'll share that story. Today on the Heartland of News. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Another fire took over a home on Caribou Avenue last night. Three people were in the house during the fire. Two were taken to hospital, but no one has any serious injuries. Nine intentionally set fires have been reported over the last week. Fire Chief Montgomery is thankful for the hard work of the responding teams. The police and fire and EMS did a great job, and I just want to thank all our members and the Mooshtaw Police Service and EMS as well, and that this goes to show collectively what a great job they can do together. Montgomery is asking the public to stay alert and report any suspicious activity. The Saskatchewan government announced this morning that the provincial command through the Provincial Emergency Operations Centre is taking over the emergency management response to COVID-19. The provincial command will be led by a joint management team of Marlo Pritchard, president of the Saskatchewan Public Safety Agency, Scott Livingstone, chief executive officer of the Saskatchewan Health Authority, and Matt Hendricks, deputy minister of health. The PEOC will be responsible for the ongoing inventory management of staffing across the healthcare system and the coordination and development of provincial supports and activities across multiple sectors. Tomorrow, Riverside Mission is hosting their annual community Thanksgiving meal. The event is usually a sit-down dinner where people can eat and talk with each other, but it will be served as takeout this year. Executive Director Joe Miller says the community safety must come first. You know, in the middle of the fourth wave, we have to also make sure that everyone is safe as best as we can. So whether that's volunteers or staff or the guests themselves, we try and uh, serve it in the safest manner possible. People can show up to get a hot turkey dinner between 3 and 5 p.m. at 3640 42 Manitoba Street. Moostra has been without a full-time mayor since Fraser Tomey became the conservative nominee in the federal election. Nine candidates have put their name forward for the chair, and Heather Eby, city councillor for 11 years, is one of them. Eby has been a registered massage therapist for over 28 years and says her self-employment career will help her as mayor. 
I've built a, a life in Moose Jaw based on people. And I do know that, uh, that that's a really important thing for the mayor. And one of the main things I will do when I'm the mayor is be sure that I return every phone call, every email. You can find more information on the election and the candidates on discovermoosejaw.com. The Prairie South School Division will be putting together an administrative procedure when it comes to staff vaccinations or negative COVID-19 tests. Details of the administrative procedure will be worked out between the Director of Education and the school board. Trustee Mary Jukes said the school board needs more guidance from the provincial government. Do your job. And I've been around education for a long time, and I believe that we've carried Saskatchewan Health maybe for a long, long time, and maybe it's about time we said to Sask Health, do your job, and we will do our job, and our job is to educate kids. In a statement on Monday, Holy Trinity School Division said it will be implementing a procedure that will require staff to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or provide a negative test. Seven new deaths associated with COVID-19 were reported yesterday, along with 478 positive cases and 543 recoveries. The South Central Zone holds five of the new cases, Saskatoon has 153, and Regina has 50. There are currently 4,313 active cases in the province. 356 people are being treated in hospital, 280 people are receiving inpatient care, and 76 are in the ICU. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 255 points, the Dow Jones is up 485 points, the NASDAQ is up 236 points, and the Canadian dollar is up at 79.63 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. British Columbia's Seniors Advocate has released a report stating long-term care and assisted living residents are 3.5 times more likely to contract COVID-19 and 33 times more likely to die from it. Most of the 18 current outbreaks at BC health facilities are in long-term care homes. The airport on the Spanish island of La Palma has shut down again due to ashfall from a volcano that's been erupting for almost three weeks. Scientists say the scenario is still tense. The eruption has settled down in recent days, though the volcano in the Canary Islands continues to spew lava. The area also witnessed 16 earthquakes of up to magnitude 3.5 over the previous 24 hours. The lava has forced more than 6,000 people to flee the area and has destroyed more than 600 houses. One of the Toronto Zoo's critically endangered residents is expecting. The zoo says for the first time in 15 years, one of its orangutans is pregnant and she is due in April. Sakali, a 29-year-old Sumatran orangutan, is the mother and the father is 15-year-old Booty. Both of them were born at the zoo and were introduced in February. And Hong Kong authorities are reporting their largest smuggling bust ever, seizing goods including endangered species worth an estimated $27 million U.S. Items displayed to the media today included endangered plants, luxury handbags, cigars and shark's fin, which is prized as a delicacy in southern Chinese cuisine. I'm Pam Fedek. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports.
They were undefeated after two games, and then they went to Winnipeg and lost. The Regina Pats lost to the uh, Winnipeg Ice last night, 5-2. The Ice got a pair of goals from 16-year-old Zachary Benson in the 5-2 win. So the Pats will regroup today and get ready for their game in Moose Jaw tomorrow night at Mosea Place. Warriors and Pats, and the Warriors want you to know that COVID-19 vaccination pre-screening is on in the afternoon tomorrow from noon until 4.30 in the Mosea Place main lobby. Local volleyball action this week. Tuesday night, the Cornerstone Senior Boys beat Vanier three sets to two. Peacock down Riverview in three straight sets. Senior girls had Peacock defeating Vanier in three sets. Meanwhile, last night in junior girls action, Central Red defeated Central Gold. Assiniboia beat Central Red and Assiniboia defeated Central Gold as well. Reyes fires, swing and a drive, deep left field, this is way back, walk him off, Chris Taylor! That's what it sounded like at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles last night when Chris Taylor hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth to lift the Dodgers to the 3-1 win over St. Louis in the National League wildcard game. The Dodgers advance to the next round now and take on their rival San Francisco Giants. Both of the American League Division Series begin today. The Chicago White Sox are in Houston. That game's this afternoon. Tonight, the Boston Red Sox are in Tampa Bay to take on the Rays game one of that series. The Toronto Argonauts, first place in the CFL East. The Argos defeated Ottawa 35-16 last night. The 5-3 and three Argos moved two points ahead of the 4-4 four and four Tiger Cats. Those two teams play on Thanksgiving Monday. The Saskatchewan Roughriders are back in action Saturday night when they host the Calgary Stampeders at Mosaic Stadium. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Well, the uh, Environment Canada folks have uh, scaled back the highs for this weekend. They were telling us we're going to get highs uh, up into the up around 20 on the weekend. Now they've scaled that back. So, special air quality statement has been issued. It's smoky out there due to forest fires. Mostly sunny skies and smoky today with a high of 17 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, uh, local smoke, low plus 2. Tomorrow, sunny with increasing clouds, smoky, the high 19. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 17. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, 17. And holiday Monday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high no better than 12. Long range, uh, Tuesday, mix of sun and cloud, 9. And a 60% chance of showers on Wednesday with a high of 9, so it's cooling off. They did take snow flurries out of the forecast now for Tuesday and Wednesday. They'll probably put them back in when they issue their next forecast this afternoon. (laughs) Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw uh, was 28 degrees. That might have been the last real warm day. Who knows? Normal high at this time of year is 14 with a normal low of plus 1. Record high for today, 28 degrees set in 1943. Record low, minus 11, set 21 years ago in 2000. Sun came up at 712. Sun goes down at 628. This hour, Moose Jaw, Sunny and 10, Regina 9, Assiniboia Gravelberg 10, Rock Glen Coronet 13, Swift Current 8, Elbow 9, Davidson Watrous 8. Once again, Assiniboia 10, Regina 9, and with the wind west-northwest at 22, and the relative humidity at 55%, it's 10 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. 
Weather conditions across the prairies continue to be too dry, and as we go forward in the coming week, we will have an opportunity for some shower activity, but the big storm for next week has been temporarily weakened and diminished for parts of the region. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. You know, when you're in a drought, take it out. That's what they teach the meteorologists that are out there in the world. What that basically means that if you're in a serious drought, don't ever buy into the prospects for significant precipitation until it actually occurs. And the reason for that is because often the computer forecast models will generate an opportunity for precipitation only to turn around and take it out down the road. Well, today's forecast is drier for the middle part of next week relative to yesterday's forecast. I think it's probably as much of an extreme on the dry side as it was wet yesterday. There's still going to be some further sorting out on the weather coming up over this next seven days and a close monitoring of all of this is still warranted. In the near-term part of our outlook, though, we do have a little bit of shower activity that will impact a small part of the region today. The precipitation is going to be mostly in the southeastern part of the region, probably along and to the southeast of a line from Cypress Hills over towards the Yorkton and Camsack areas. We'll look for the precipitation coverage to be no more than about 25 percent, and the moisture totals that occur are going to be less than three or four millimeters for the most part. That's not much in the way of meaningful precipitation, and the impact will be minimal. Now, as we go forward through the night tonight and into the day tomorrow, we'll go back into a relatively quiet weather mode. There it will be a chance for a few showers in the extreme southeast corner of the province as we get out into a Friday, but there won't be any good generalized precipitation until we get to possibly next week, and like I said, the storm system advertised for midweek has been reduced. A low-pressure system will come into Saskatchewan Sunday night, going into Monday. It'll bring a wind switch and some showers. Both rain and some snow showers will be possible as we go from Monday night into Wednesday of next week. The precipitation is still very questionable as to how significant it may or may not be. But for right now, the 10 didn't see here is for reduced precipitation and not enough to seriously change the overall drought pattern. I still urge a lot of caution here because the models are not doing well with the outlook for that period of time. Certainly yesterday's forecast was too wet but today may be too dry. Our temperatures will run in the teens quite often in the afternoons coming up for a while. There will be a couple of days where some upper single-digit readings will occur in the northwest. That's most likely in the first part of next week. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Hi folks, Tim from Young's Equipment, your genuine Case IH parts and service dealer. Harvest is moving fast, so let's plan for next year. Book with ASIH combines, tractors, and sprayers. Pricing of these quality service packages is held from last year until January 31st. Book now to take advantage of 10% off all genuine ASIH parts installed with the inspection, special trucking rates, and Young's loyalty program. Slots are filling fast. Contact Young's Equipment to avoid disappointment. Check youngs.ca today. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The Road Report on The Heartland at Noon from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town & Country Mall. New fall fashions have arrived. Small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Boutique, Town & Country Mall. Rising gas prices are top story on the road report. Told you yesterday at this time, a number of stations went up five cents to one thirty-six point nine. 
Now a number of stations have gone up more to 138.9. And we've got one in Moose Jaw up to 143.9, which I do believe is a new record-setting gas price here in Moose Jaw. Ninth Avenue Southwest, Hastings to Warner, sewer and water relay. Similar work taking place on Hoshalaga East between 1st and 2nd. That's right downtown. Aminike East between 4th and 5th. And sewer and water relay work on Hopkins Crescent. Pavement cracked ceiling. That project continues uh, through today and tomorrow. They hope to be finished by tomorrow evening. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. Drought conditions across much of the province are casting a bit of a shadow over farmland prices. The prices are still rising, but at the lowest rate we've seen in 15 years. That comes from the mid-year report on farmland values issued by Farm Credit Canada. It shows Saskatchewan land prices rose less than 2% in the first half of the year and under 4 points for the year that ended June 30th. The last time we saw gains suppressed to this level was 2006. The federal agency also says there was a somewhat more buoyant attitude among land buyers in the eastern half of the province compared to those on the west side, but the drought, which was more noticeable in the west, held the overall average down. Now, this is quite a contrast to other parts of the country where increases in land values were well into the double-digit range. Without the dampening effect of the drought, one other factor at play, especially in B.C. and Ontario, is competition between larger operators and hobby farmers who are bidding up land adjacent to urban centres. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. This Saturday will be the last homegrown market of the season. Come out to Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1, rain or shine, for the final homegrown market of the season this Saturday. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Oh, the critics are out on social media. Twitter, Facebook, after the announcement this morning. Provincial Command taking over COVID-19 emergency operations. That's the headline on Discover Moose Jaw. The Saskatchewan government announcing this morning the Provincial Command through the Provincial Emergency Operations Centre is taking over the emergency management response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Premier Scott Moe made the announcement this morning and was joined by Marlo Pritchard, who is our Public Safety Agency President in Saskatchewan. The Provincial Command Centre will not only streamline operations, it will also streamline communications and make sure that the public, through the news media, is receiving accurate information and receiving that information in a very timely manner. One thing that has not changed is our commitment to try to get all Saskatchewan residents vaccinated. We know that the vast majority of new cases, um, our hospitalizations, and the pressure on our healthcare system are predominantly unvaccinated people. This pandemic is being prolonged by unvaccinated people and there's no reason for it. The evidence is clear. Vaccines do work. We look at the evidence, we listen to the doctors, we listen to the experts. Stop listening to all of the nonsense that is out there on social media is what I would ask Saskatchewan people to do. For example, this week I've read and been talked to by a number of folks um, that I'm being paid off by the vaccine makers. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. The latest emergency order that I signed, there's a rumour that it's a plot for myself or the Minister of Health to go out and seize people's cows. Also, 
not true. These are a couple of the conspiracy theories, and there's many more. Um, they're absolutely ridiculous, and it would be funny if the consequences weren't so serious uh, today. Believing in and spreading anti-vaccine conspiracy theories is actually contributing to people dying from COVID by keeping them from getting vaccinated. We've all heard stories of people who realize this, but only when it was too late. I can't think of anything more tragic because it's just absolutely so unnecessary. Just go out and get vaccinated. The good news is this. Vaccine uptake has has definitely picked up again. We've introduced the new proof of vaccination policy about three weeks ago uh, today on September the 16th. And in the three weeks since then, about 40,000 people have received their first shot and about 32,000 have went out and got their second shot. Over 70,000 shots in the last uh, three weeks. And I've talked to people as well that feel that uh, this is infringing on their personal rights when we have uh, entered into this proof of vaccination policy. By not getting vaccinated, you are significantly increasing your chance of getting COVID. You are significantly increasing your chance that you may end up being hospitalized due to your COVID uh, infection. In fact, 75 to 80% of our hospitalizations are people that are not vaccinated. It's delaying people's surgeries and it's delaying other people's access into our healthcare system. And I would say that they also have a right as well. They have a right and the government has had to make a choice uh, between your right to go to a restaurant, your right to go to a hockey game, your right to go to a gym without pr providing your proof of vaccination or proof of negative test, or other Saskatchewan people's right to access the health care system, and we've chosen the latter. More than 82% of residents now have now received their, their first shot. 73% are now fully vaccinated in Saskatchewan. That's better than we were. But there's still work to do and that number needs to continue to climb. So if you haven't done so already, I'd ask you to go out and get vaccinated. Once again, I want to say thank you to all Saskatchewan residents who have done your part and have made the decision to go out and already get vaccinated. I want to thank all the businesses and the workplaces who have been requiring and checking for the proof of vaccination since last Friday. Thank you. And I know this has been somewhat of a change, and I'm sure there have been a few hiccups along the way. But overall, I think it's, in general, going quite well, and it is causing more people to get vaccinated, as I mentioned earlier. And I want to thank all of the healthcare workers in the province and across the province for your tremendous prolonged effort in caring for not only COVID patients, but caring for everyone that requires healthcare service here in Saskatchewan, wherever you are. Thank you, and now I'll turn it over to Marlo Pritchard for a few introductory comments. Thank you, Mr. Premier. Good morning, everyone. Today, the Saskatchewan Public Safety Agency is enhancing the Provincial Emergency Operations Centre from its current role of bringing together provincial ministries, crowns, agencies, and other organizations to now being a unified command with the Ministry of Health and the Saskatchewan Health Association. This is being done to coordinate the response and resources for the benefit of our citizens. The Provincial Emergency Operations Centre uses the Incident Command System, which was established to manage critical incidents. The system has proven successful and has successfully managed critical incidents for over 30 years from all levels of government, first responders and the private sector. It provides enhanced role clarity for responses and as the Premier mentioned, it streamlines communication. 
The enhancement of the Provincial Emergency Operations Centre is not about taking over the response. It is designed to more effectively pull key individuals from the Saskatchewan Health Authority, Ministry of Health and their organizations together to better manage the information flow. The leadership from the Saskatchewan Health Authority and the Ministry of Health are all intimately involved at all levels of the Provincial Emergency Operations Centre. At the same time, the using of the Incident Command System the Saskatchewan Health Authority and the Ministry of Health will be better able to effectively gather, analyze and share information on a timely manner. The Provincial Emergency Operations Structure provides oversight from the highest level of government while at the same time utilizing a multi-agency unified command or you can call it a joint management team if you wish to ensure that there is one source of coordination, information and enhanced decision making. The Joint Management Team or Unified Command will consist of senior leaders from the Saskatchewan Health Authority, Ministry of Health and the Saskatchewan Public Safety Agency. As the Premier also mentioned, this model has been used effectively in previous incidents within Saskatchewan, including responses to wildfire. The SPSA has seen a very, very busy wildfire season this year with more than double the amounts of fire that we, we normally see in a season. The use of the incident command principles has allowed the Saskatchewan Public Safety Agency to successfully address the fires that threatened and in all fairness continue to threaten Saskatchewan citizens, communities, infrastructure and other values. The system has also been used successfully during other natural disasters such as floods both here and abroad. This is exactly why I am very confident that the Provincial Emergency Oper Operations Centre and the ICS system or incident command system uh, will be successful in achieving the goal of providing the right resources at the right time so that our healthcare workers are better positioned to serve the needs of their patients. Thank you. Can't find anybody on social media who thinks this is a good idea, but uh, I mean, that's the way social media works, right? There's a lot of critics out there who are not liking this plan. That's Premier Scott Moe. And his announcement this morning with Marlo Pritchard, our public safety agency president in Saskatchewan, announcing that the provincial command through the Provincial Emergency Operations Centre is taking over the emergency management response to COVID-19. In the meantime, as we continue to strive towards uh, getting everyone vaccinated, a pop-up COVID-19 vaccination clinic pops up tomorrow from 10 till 5 p.m. Both Pfizer and Moderna vaccines will be available on the exhibition grounds. Uh, the updated stats from yesterday, seven new deaths due to COVID-19, 478 new positive cases. Among the new cases, five in the local south-central zone. We now have 206 active cases, which is down from 238 yesterday. There are currently 4,313 active COVID cases across the province, with 356 people being treated in hospitals, 280 in inpatient care, and 76 patients in the ICU. We'll take a time out and be back to tell you about a devastating fire overnight in Moose Jaw. Heartland at noon, CHAB. Pumpkin spice and all things nice at the Moose Jaw Co-op. The key ingredients for Grandma's amazing apple pie. Dad's must-have mashed potatoes. Turkey so tender, you know they'll want seconds. And it all starts with a visit to the Moose Jaw Co-op grocery and in-house liquor store. Stocked with your usual favorites. And limited time seasonal liquor, beer, and wines for your gatherings, too. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. 
800 CHAB is the Heartland's home for the greatest hits of all time. And we're bringing you more of the music you love with the Rock and Roll Oldies Show. Saturdays at 4 and Sundays at 9. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Funeral Home, the Park Hotel, Great Canadian Oil Change, and the greatest hits of all time. 800 CHAB. Texas Caller Producers, this Friday, October 8th, the Manicota Stockman's call sale at 10 a.m. and 1,500 head of calves. Follow the bank of the Manicota Select Video Sale. Watch on dbauction.com. Last sale, 410 head of 950-pound steer sold for $1.97. Heifer 760 sold for $1.86. Steer calves, 405 to $2.33. Heifer calves, 400 to 500 pounds, $1.98. October 15th is Angus Castle. It's Friday at 10 and all class sales, cabs, and video sales. Call 478-2229. I wish he could get that horse to do that every time he does a commercial. Don't you? This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. You can check out the photos and the video on discovermoosejaw.com today uh, under the headline, Two Injured After a House Fire on Caribou Street. Two people taken to hospital after an early morning house fire on the west side. Moose Jaw Fire Department, Police Service, uh, Moose Jaw District Paramedics, along with Sask Energy and Sask Power Crews, all responding. Our Fire Chief, Rod Montgomery, taking some time to tell us what they know and to tell us about a Moose Jaw Crime Stoppers effort to track down the person or people responsible for a number of other recent fires in our city. Well, let's start with the fire overnight, Chief. Um, the investigation, I know, uh, has been ongoing since uh, since you uh, got the fire out in the early morning yep. hours. Is it a suspicious fire over on Caribou Street? Uh, it's undetermined right now, Rob. Uh, police and fire are over there right now and continuing to do their investigation. I know they're just uh, going through the rubble right now as we speak, and uh, so that'll be ongoing. Obviously, that was a major fire. Yeah, the the house uh, had significant damage for sure, so uh, um, it was a significant fire. How many people were in the house at the time of the fire, do you know? Uh, my understanding, there was three people in the house at the time, and uh, tremendous effort from our crew and police. Uh, certainly want to thank them for what they did last night, and it sounds, by all accounts, my understanding is all three people are doing well. Okay. Two taken to hospital, is that correct? There was two people that were transported to hospital. Okay. Very good. Anything else we can add about last night's fire? Uh, no. You know, it came in at, uh, it was a water company, monitoring company, that uh, recognized the alarms were going off phoned it in, and then uh, as our crews were responding, they could see the flame and smoke on the outside of the house, so um, they uh, upgraded it to a structure fire, and uh, certainly um, just a little bit of trouble with the road detours at that time, but the police and fire and EMS did a great job, and I just want to thank all our members and the Mooshtaw Police Service and EMS as well, and that this goes to show collectively what a great job they can do together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about the traffic restrictions. Of course, the uh, water mains are getting replaced over in that neighborhood. So certainly a challenge to get over there. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit of a detour, but the crews did a 
uh, you know, they did a great job. And your access was limited to just coming down Caribou, but they uh, they did a good job. They did a very good job. Okay. Now, uh, well, that uh, the cause of that fire is undetermined at this time. Uh, we have determined that a number of fires in recent days have been intentionally set. In fact, Moose Jaw Crime Stoppers put out a notice today telling us that in the past week, the Moose Jaw Police Service and Fire Department have responded to nine intentionally set fires throughout Moose Jaw. Obviously, sir, a major concern for you and your crews. It is, and it's, uh, you know, it's really unfortunate. And uh, so we do ask the public to keep their eyes and ears open and if you see anything suspicious, certainly dial 911 and report it as soon as possible. Um, at this time, we'll all have to be vigilant, and there is something going on, unfortunately, and you never like to see these types of things happen. But uh, um, it, it is a big concern, and uh, certainly we'd like to find those who are, who are involved with this and uh, have it come to a stop. No kidding. Fire Chief Rod Montgomery, uh, Moose Jaw Fire Chief Rod Montgomery, thanks so much for the time. Anything else you can add today, sir? No, I uh, just want to uh, uh, thanks for uh, following up with this, Rob, and uh, let's get the message out. And hopefully we can get these people uh, uh, that are causing this trouble uh, as soon as possible. Again, we have those stories on discovermoosejaw.com, the house fire with the photos and the video from last night, and the fact that police are looking for information on several intentionally set fires, both of those stories again, with photos on discovermoosejaw.com today. We'll take a time out and uh, talk to Clive Tolley when we come back, one of nine locals seeking the job of mayor of Moose Jaw. Heartland at noon, CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. You're invited to meet some new people, reconnect with old faces, and play some board games with Moose Jaw Pride. On Tuesday, October 12th, they're hosting a Magic the Gathering and board game night starting at 6 o'clock at the Moose Jaw Pride and Rainbow Retro Thrift Shop. The evening is for anyone 16 and older, and if you're interested, you can either just show up at the event or email info at moosejawpride.ca. That again is a board game and Magic the Gathering night at Moose Jaw Pride and the Rainbow Retro Thrift Shop, Tuesday, October 12th, starting at 6 o'clock. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Ottawa Real Estate. Renew your plates quickly and conveniently at mjplates.ca. Locally owned and operated in Moose Jaw since 1910. Minute Muffler Brake and Wheel. For complete automotive service and maintenance, call or book online at mjminute.ca. Corner of High Street and 2nd Avenue Northwest. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. If you haven't already heard, Moose Jaw is looking for a new mayor. Clive Tolley is one of the nine candidates who have thrown their hat in the ring. I talked to Tolly about what he would do as mayor. Well, just starting off, what inspired you to run for mayor of Moose Jaw? I believe I've got the right combination of leadership, vision, and uh, teamwork to be an effective mayor. I've uh, spent over 25 years uh, coaching and very good at uh, getting people uh, together and trying to uh, work together and get the best out of people and uh, 
I just I just believe that I'm a, a good candidate uh, for mayor as I've I've lived in this community all my life, and I think I I've been able to identify the things that are a bit of a problem. And as a professional mediator and a professional arbitrator, I am a problem solver. I'm a dispute resolution professional, and I just think uh, I can bring those skills to the job. Yeah, I was going to mention that it does say in your bio you are a professional mediator. Um, how do you think that this skill would come in handy as mayor? Well, as as everyone knows, life is filled with uh, problems and disputes and issues. And um, I started out with a Bachelor of Psychology. I was a counselor for many years. Uh, I'm a good listener. And uh, as a as a professional media and arbitrator, I have to listen to people and work with them and try and help them work through um, disputes. And um, so I've got lots of training, lots of experience, and um, I just I have the professional skill to be effective in that kind of a role. If elected, do you plan to join or contribute to any local organizations or associations? I've always been a member of the Chamber of Commerce. Back when I was uh, running the Moose John Career, Career and Employment Services on behalf of the provincial government, I uh, joined the Chamber because I thought it was important for government and the Chamber to work together and, and try and help create jobs for people. Um, and more recently, as a professional mediator and arbitrator, I've been a, a member of the Chamber of Commerce. and I'm very impressed with their Live Love Local campaign and their Shop Moose Jaw campaign. I think uh, people need to realize that if you spend your hard-earned dollars in our community, it really helps the community and creates more wealth, more jobs, and a better quality of life for us here. Absolutely. I think especially the past couple of years, everyone has realized that shopping local is more important than we ever even thought, right? Yeah, the city of Moose Jaw is depending on taxpayers' dollars. And the only way that the city can raise money is through property assessment. So we need people to live here and uh, own homes and pay taxes. And um, so the more the more money you spend locally, the more people we attract to live in Moose Jaw, the more housing we have, then uh, the better we have uh, to raise money to pay for the essential services like our police department and our fire department. The economy revolves around us spending our money locally, and um, I think it's something that the Chamber is backing, and I'm certainly backing. Yeah, definitely a win-win situation, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so if you were elected, uh, what kind of changes would you like to bring to Moose Jaw? I think that um, we need to learn from the past in order to plan for the future. And um, what's happened is uh, a developer came in and, and bought out River Street and and promised us a development down there. And there's been more than 10 years past, and there's no development there. I would really like to see River Street redeveloped, revitalized, and I think that would really help um, continue to uh, make our, our city a tourist destination. We've got a tremendous um, tourist uh, group now in terms of the Moose Jaw uh, Tourism Center, and the tunnels of Moose Jaw is very successful. If we could have another uh, attraction, uh, more things to see and do on the River Street, I think it would bring more people here and, and bring more money. So I, I really believe in the revitalization of River Street. I think it's very, very important that we save the 4th Avenue Bridge. It needs to be uh, repaired and uh, make sure it stays open. And um, I am concerned about the people in the southwest corner of South Hill. They are lining up at the corner of um, 
Cotto and Ninth to get across the Ninth Avenue Bridge. Sometimes the lineup goes by several blocks. I think we need to start planning for a future bridge, whether it be at 16th Avenue or someplace further west. We do need to have a, a bridge built in Moose Jaw to get to the southwest corner of the city. And I also feel strongly about Crescent Park. Crescent Park right now is in not very good condition, especially the serpentine. The water in there is dirty and filthy. The, the serpentine needs to be cleaned up. The place needs to be made safe so people from Moose Jaw can continue to enjoy that jewel here in the heart of our city. What do you think makes you different from the other candidates? Well, everyone's different, but I was born and raised here, and I left Moose Jaw um, like a lot of people, and I went and saw what Calgary was like, Vancouver was like, and I decided to stay in and live in Moose Jaw, raise my family here. Then I worked uh, in Turkey. I was uh, living and working in Ankara, Turkey, and um, I saw what life was like there. I've traveled to 17 different countries. Later on, I worked for the United Kingdom Border Agency in Hanoi, Vietnam. I saw like life in, in the rest of the world is, is good, but Moose Jaw is better. We've got the best country here, the best province, and the best city in that province. So I feel very strongly that Moose Jaw is, is the best place to live, and I want to keep it that way. We're talking to Clive Tolley, mayoral candidate in this year's by-election. And so I saw in your bio that you do have experience on city council. Is that right? Yes, I, I was a member of Moose Jaw City Council from 1988 to 91. It's a long time ago, but I I think that uh, we solved some problems then, and we really started to uh, grow some things in the city. During that one term... We, draw, we uh, drilled the well, the spa well, which led to the development of the uh, spa that we have now. We redeveloped uh, Moose Jaw's downtown. We purchased street lights that looked like our old street lights that had been taken out and sold to Victoria. We got replica street lights made. We put the paving stones in. We started the murals program. Um, we did an awful lot of things during that sh- short three-year term that I was on council that have had a significant impact on the, on the future Moose Jaw. Um, so I'm hopeful that if I'm elected mayor, we'll continue to use vision, work as a team, and hopefully with me providing some leadership, we'll be able to develop some things for the future of Moose Jaw. I think I know what lights you're talking about, and I love those. So thanks for doing that. <laughs> yeah, we started um, during the time that I was on council. We recognized that tourism was our future. And it wasn't just the council, but it was the Downtown Business Association and a lot of different people were involved. Um, and so we thought, what what do we do? So we we got uh, Shemanis in B.C. was noted for its murals. So we brought in an expert from Shemina to tell, Shemanis to tell us how they did. And we started the murals program. And then we realized that Moose Jaw didn't look like it used to look like. So we tried to transform it to look back back when it was Little Chicago with new streetlights, paving stones, benching, uh, a variety of different things. And so that was the start of the revitalization of downtown Moose Jaw, and we're still in the midst of that. And I, I just think we should uh, continue on that, pack, uh, on that path and, uh, and do more to continue to bring tourists to this city. Absolutely. Our downtown is definitely uh, 
the hub of our city, and it is quite a gem. I know that most people that come here, that I know at least, love the downtown. Yeah, we've got a beautiful downtown. I want to make sure that we don't tear down any more buildings unless absolutely necessary, and that when we build new, we try and build uh, period buildings, buildings that look like they're old, but are but are new on the inside. Um, because, as you said, um, what we have in Moose Jaw is a jewel of a downtown. Many people come here for different events, and they're just thrilled that they can park their car at the Grand Hall or the spa, and they can walk around and go to all these different things without having to move their car. I spoke to a guy who came to town for three days. He says he never got in his car after he got to Moose Jaw. He enjoyed looking around downtown and going to the various sites and shopping and eating downtown. So we want to continue that with, uh, with the revitalization of River Street to add to what we already have. All right, well, perfect, Clive. That was all of the questions that I had. Is there anything else that you would like to add that I might have missed? I'm just I'm looking for practical solutions to the problems we have. I'm a solver professionally. I'm going to try and bring my professional skill to solving the problems that we have so that we can all move forward into a positive future. Discover Moose Jaws Haley Shirky with mayoral candidate Clive Tolley on the Heartland at Noon. Tomorrow, we feature current city councillor and mayoral candidate Heather Eby on the Heartland at Noon. Again, one of nine candidates looking for your vote on November the 3rd. We'll take a time out and come back. Live music at the Moose Jaw Cultural Center's May Wilson Theatre tonight. Proof of vaccination required and masking also uh, required, I believe. But it's live music. It's the May Wilson Theater and it's J.J. Voss and his damn good band in town. That story's coming up next. Heartland at noon, CHAB. And now, another rock and roll history lesson on 800 CHAB. If the success of a band is measured by the amount of time they stick together, then the Stampeders should be considered one of the most successful Canadian groups of all time. Formed in Calgary in 1964 as The Rebounds, the group started as a five-person band before a series of resignations led to the group becoming a trio in 1966. The three members at that time were Kim Burley, Rich Dodson, and Ronnie King. More than 50 years later, that same lineup remains intact. The Stampeders' 1971 hit, Sweet City Woman proved to be the band's breakthrough song. It spent 16 weeks on the charts, going to the top 10 in the U.S. to number one in Canada, and it was the driving force behind the four Juno Awards the Stampeders rounded up that year. Over the years, the band has released 16 albums and have charted more than two dozen hits, many of which remain staples on Canadian radio. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by Inspiration Decor MJ, voted best paint store in Moose Jaw, featuring Benjamin Moore Paint, established in 1883. Great West Auto and Egg Supply in Moose Jaw, Assiniboia Livestock Auction, committed to getting top dollar for your livestock. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Environment Canada has issued a special air quality statement for Moose Jaw and the surrounding area. Smoke from wildfires north of Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan, continue to affect much of central and southern Saskatchewan. Poor air quality has been reported as far as the Alberta border and into Alberta. 
The majority of the smoke should clear out of the province on Thursday evening, with the exception of areas near the Manitoba border and downwind of the fires. This afternoon, mainly sunny, local smoke a high of 17. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming cloudy this evening with a chance of showers late this evening and then clearing overnight, local smoke and a low of plus 2. Friday, sunny, becoming a mix of sun and cloud in the afternoon, local smoke and a high of 19. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud, a high of 17. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, a high of 17. And Thanksgiving, Monday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 12. The Moose Jaw Police Service is looking for information about nine intentionally set fires throughout the city this past week. Most of the fires have been set in the east and south sides of the city. Crime Stoppers and the police are asking residents to come forward with any information or to keep an eye out for possible suspects. For all your news or weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The NLCHAB Moose Jaw holds the, uh, holds the record. Jack Burnett keeps track of it. Jack Burnett at the Old Farmer's Almanac. We've become friends via telephone, right? <laughs> We've talked uh, every year, sometimes twice a year, for uh, like over a decade. In exchange for getting Jack on the show and uh, and promoting uh, the the release of the uh, of the Old Farmer's Almanac every fall, the good folks at the Almanac send us a number of copies to give away to our loyal listeners. So we've been doing that this week. Um, via the Moose Jaw RV and Marine text line at 6938000. All you have to do is text me at that number and let me know you'd like to win a copy of the Almanac. You can do it now if if you like. And tomorrow morning, one more copy of the Almanac will go out. We'll uh, make the draw at 8 o'clock and give the lucky winner a call, just like we did this morning. Hello. Hey, Colleen Garrick? Yes. Rob Carney calling. Oh, great. I know what's happened. <laughs> it's you that wins the uh, Thursday uh, copy of the Old Farmer's Almanac. That's wonderful. There's such a good reading. Oh, oh I know. Yeah. Nonstop yeah. entertainment, uh, the weather, the gardening, and, and some really great stories. And the Canadian edition is focused on Canada, right? So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Now, you're in Moose Jaw, right? You bet. Okay. You can yep. come on into the radio station and pick up your copy anytime. I will. Thanks, Rob. And happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, one more copy to go out tomorrow morning on the 800 CHAB Morning Show. Oh, it's a big day tomorrow. Of course, we've got the pop quiz for Bugsy's Irish Pub and Smitty's in the Town and Country Mall after 7 o'clock. So that's your chance to win a $15 gift certificate to spend at either Bugsy's Irish Pub or Smitty's in the Town and Country Mall. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we've got the Warriors hosting the Regina Pants tomorrow night. I've got two tickets to give away to that big game tomorrow on the 800 CHAB Morning Show. And it's Fellinger Friday on the show tomorrow, so your chance to win a $20 gift card to spend at Fellinger & Sons Meats on Athabasca Street East in Moose Jaw. That'll be a busy place uh, today and through uh, Saturday with Thanksgiving coming up this weekend. Big night tonight in downtown Moose Jaw. J.J. Voss and his damn good band on stage at the May Wilson Theater. With close to two decades of dedication to his music career and craft, J.J. Voss has taken his passion for songwriting and performing, along with his many experiences in life, to build an authentic, heartfelt solo career rooted in the soil of the working class. J.J. Voss 
Raised on a small farm in southern Saskatchewan, J.J. began his musical journey at the age of eight. And we've got more with J.J. on the Heartland at Noon. It's Courtney Fielder. We're joined here. The great guy that's going to be coming to Moose Jaw tonight. We cannot wait for this show. Joining us here on the phone, we have J.J. Voss. How's it going, J.J.? Hey, doing well, Courtney. It's good to be with you. Great to have you here. I know we've been waiting for this show at the May Wilson Theater here in Moose Jaw for a long time now. It's J.J. Voss and a damn good band tour tonight at the May Wilson at 7.30. Yeah, we, this one's been rescheduled now twice, so this is the third time, and the third time is the charm, so we're, we're going for it. Well, we're excited, too. Uh, of course, the first time around when you had planned out this tour, you had just released uh, your brand-new album, which won Roots Album of the Year for Come Along With Me. And uh, you must be excited to be able to finally get a chance to form all these songs in front of a live audience. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've been playing shows solo over the summer months in outdoor venues, but this is going to be the first time I'm able to do a traditional concert with my band in a venue in front of people, so we're really excited about it. What can people expect from the show tonight? Um, I'm going to be playing songs off the new record, but also uh, songs from my previous two albums as well. And then we sprinkle a few cover songs in there to keep people engaged and to kind of uh, give a feel for my influences and, and kind of what I cut my teeth on. So I think overall it's a pretty entertaining show and uh, we look forward to seeing everyone. What, is the, what are some of the ones that you looked up to for your musical inspirations? Oh, well, Steve Earle would probably be, be my most, uh, my biggest influence uh, as a kid. Uh, you know, beyond that now, uh, Jason Isbell is, I'm really, really, um, uh, I've been really influenced by what he's doing. I discovered his music over the course of the last 10 years. And um, yeah, artists like that. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you had mentioned that you've been uh, doing a little bit of live shows all throughout the summer. How does it feel for you to be able to be back out there performing in front of a live audience? Because I know over the pandemic and the beginning of it and everything, you did a lot of live stream stuff. Yeah, well, it, it, that was an adventure, you know, learning a, a new medium and taking things online. But uh, it was just easy to get up in front of people and put the guitar on. And you, you didn't have to think. <clears throat> you didn't have to think as much. You could just play and uh and kind of do what you're used to. So uh, it was great, and it was nice to be outside all summer. Um, but now, you know, it, it's I, I'm very, very happy that we're able to move forward safely. We're going to have all the protocols in effect for the show here tonight. But uh, the, the staff and management down at the May Wilson have done a wonderful job. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's going to be a really good night. Well, we cannot wait for it. Is there anything you want to say to your fans that are super excited about this show finally happening here in Moose Jaw? Well, I've been looking forward to this one since we shot the video for uh, some people a few years back now. So uh, uh, we, we're reared up and we're ready to go. Awesome. Well, we cannot wait for it. JJ, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think we're good. Uh, I appreciate Country 100 uh, helping us out to get the word out. And uh, it's good to be back in Moose Jaw. We cannot wait for it. Of course, you can get your tickets a couple ways you can do so. You can head on over right now to uh, moosejawculture.ca. They're also available at the Cultural Center box office. Cannot wait for the show tonight. Thanks so much, JJ. Thanks, Courtney. Courtney Fielder, Country 100 with JJ Voss. Playing the May Wilson Theater tonight. Have I told you my JJ Voss story? It was at the Homefield 21 concert in August down at Roswell's Park, right? And and I'm co-hosting the show with uh, with Rusty Dean. What a time we had! Great time. 
So we're backstage, and we're we're getting and 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 JJ uh, Shiplet is on stage, right? So he's he's in his last song. We know this. So Rusty and I are going up on on stage after to make some announcements, and and then leave the stage, and then they get set for for the next band. And while I'm backstage, there's some people back there talking about JJ Voss. So that's in my head. So J.J. Shiplett finishes up the show, and I go up on stage and say, hey, another round of applause for J.J. Voss, everybody. And the stage manager goes, no, it's J.J. Shiplett. I go, oh, no. Hey, another round of applause for J.J. Shiplett, everybody. Whoops. <laughs> I fumbled that one. And I thought, oh, I, I hope he didn't hear it. Apparently, J.J. Shiplett did hear it, and he, and he wasn't very happy with me. But J.J. Voss would get a kick out of that story, wouldn't he? Uh, J.J. Voss tonight, May Wilson Theater, downtown Moose Jaw. By the way, there are a number of shows scheduled for the May Wilson Theater upcoming. Jeffrey Straker is coming to play for us on Wednesday, October the 27th, so that's just later this month. Uh, and on Saturday, October the 30th, Amy Bishop will take to the stage. And a number of other shows are also scheduled. Uh, Zachary Lucky uh, will be here on Monday, November the 22nd. The Louisiana Hayride Christmas on Saturday, November 27th, and also shows that uh, they're booking shows already for uh, early in 2022, including Sean Majumder, uh, Hotel California, the original Eagles tribute, BG's Gold, the ultimate uh, BG's tribute. That's been scheduled for May 7th, so a ton of entertainment coming up. And you can see all the details and buy your tickets today at moosejawculture.ca. Thanksgiving, the focus on the daily commentary when we come back. Not wind nor rain, nor hail damage. We'll stop the experts at CJ Trailers in Moose Jaw from making your RV look like new again. This fall, drop off your trailer at CJ Trailers and let their trained technicians handle all your repairs, including hail damage. This will ensure that you're as ready as can be for next summer. They also offer winter storage, so ask them about it. Find CJ Trailers on Highway 1 East in Moose Jaw. Call 306-691-5474. Change is inevitable, and navigating through change well is a skill of all great leaders. A skill that you can develop. Join Homefield People and Strategy for our Leading Through Change virtual workshops. Three one-hour sessions beginning October 20th. Gain the tools you need to successfully lead your teams and yourself through all types of change. To sign up, visit myhomefield.ca slash workshops. That's myhomefield.ca slash workshops. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at the Mushan District Chamber of Commerce. Hi, I'm Heather Bergdahl, Office Administrator, reminding you about the economic impact of shopping local. Just a 10% increase makes a huge difference. Please shop local. I took a look back at some of my Thanksgiving-themed commentaries from the past today. It was in the fall of 2019 I talked about what a wonderful life we live here in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. I mentioned my family and friends and all the entertainment and recreation options we have here in Saskatchewan. I also talked about how thankful I am for our local health care system. Little did we know about the COVID-19 pandemic we'd be hit with just a few months later. 
Here we are two years later, and I find I'm even more thankful for health care and the people who provide it. I'm also thankful for the vaccine I had access to earlier this year. There are millions of people around the world who would love to be vaccinated, but aren't. And I'm most thankful for the Saskatchewan-based doctors who have had the courage to go against their employers' wishes to tell us the truth about what's really happening in our hospital. I'm also thankful for social media because that's where these doctors are telling their stories. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Rob Kearney.